0: Third Shift presents The Imposter's Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Hey everybody, it is me, Mr. Eric, and as always with me is my co-host, Mr. Matt. Matt, what have we got for everybody today? We got a little
1: roundup on the reviews and feedback from Mass Effect Andromeda, we got an old school adventure game for you, and the latest Blockbuster RPG from Japan. Let's check out what's on the shelves. Top five releases. Number five this week, game very near and dear to my heart, the remaster of Parappa the Rapper for PS4. That's going to be coming out on the 4th of April. If you remember this game like I do from 20 years back, You're going to be wanting to jump on this. Game looks absolutely gorgeous in high-res.
0: For all you World of Warcraft fans out there, Tomb of Sargeras has been released as of March 23rd, 2017. We are on patch 7.20. In this patch, you can expect, obviously, a brand new raid, the Tomb of Sargeras, duh. You can get a new dungeon, Cathedral of Eternal Night. There's class changes flying aloud in the Broken Isles. All sorts of cool stuff. Make sure, if you haven't, check it out. Bada bing, bada boom.
1: Number three, double dip of games that I love and am personally connected to. Zero Escape, the Nonary Games. It's a remaster of two previous games in the series. This is going to be available for PS4, PC, and the Vita. Came out on the 24th of March. If you want to know more about that game and the games that it contains, check me out later in the show. I'll tell you all about it.
0: We've also got Thimbleweed Park, made by Terrible Toy Box. This was released on March 30th. It's a point-and-click adventure game reminiscent of Maniac Mansion. It is going to be on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. It is out for all of those platforms except for the PlayStation 4 currently. If you want to know more about this particular game, stay tuned, because Matt will be telling you all about it.
1: The number one release for this episode, what could it be but Persona 5, the next big turn-based JRPG from Atlus, not going to go too much into it here because we're going to be talking about it real
0: soon. Number 5 So Mass Effect Andromeda was released into the world, and as we thought might just happen, it was received with mediocre and average reviews, unfortunately. A lot of individuals were saying that there are a ton of bugs and issues in the game that shouldn't be in the game, especially when dealing with Bioware and the Mass Effect series. However, it did happen, and people are upset about it. Also, some say that the Ryder siblings are not very interesting, do not have the same kind of pull that Shepard did in the previous series. However, I've had contrasting reviews state that they actually enjoyed the Ryder siblings because it gave them the freedom to be whatever they wanted to be more than Shepard ever did, being that he was a, a military figure, and so no matter what happened, his choices reflected that. This game, of course, released for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Of the three, the PC received the highest scores, which should be no surprise. It's always been better on the PC, in my opinion, uh, from day one. So it doesn't surprise me that this one seems to be receiving better marks on the PC. All across the board, and everyone's reporting that the graphics are very, very nice for all three platforms. However, as one would imagine for the PS4 and the Xbox One, there has been reports of some clunkiness and some issues every now and again when it comes to the action and settings. So, buyer beware, this game seems to have some buggy issues in the game. Uh, for the PS4 and Xbox One, there seems to be a little bit of clunkiness at times with the graphics. But the PC seems to be running fine in that respect. So from everything that's been said, so far this game has a very average to okay soundabouts to it. So unfortunately the outcome thus far is that this game is only alright. It does not meet what everyone had hoped it would be. However, BioWare says they've been attentively listening to both good and negative feedback. And has said that they are going to be fixing many issues not stated which issues, in the near future. So there's still hopes, if you haven't already purchased this game, that you're going to end up with a very pleasant experience in the near future once they fix some of these problems. And if you have bought the game, well, when you get the patches in, you might be able to re-experience a much better Mass Effect Andromeda. Unfortunately, if you've already played and beaten the game, that may not help you so much, but you got to give them props for listening, and you got to give them props for trying. So stay tuned in the future to see what kind of issues they do fix with the upcoming patch. And until then, buyer beware, this game may not live up to your expectations. If you're a Mass Effect nerd such as me, you're going to get it and you're going to play it regardless. So, have a good time. Number 4
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, gather around and bear witness to the spectacle that is Matt's Indie Game Showcase. Do you miss the days of point-and-click adventure games, the LucasArts games specifically? Games such as Monkey Island, Maniac Mansion, or Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis? Then have I got the game for you, take a look here at Thimbleweed Park. Thimbleweed Park launched on the 30th of March for PC, Linux, iOS, Android, Xbox One, with a PlayStation 4 version coming about three months after launch. This game's brought to you by Ron Gilbert and Gary Winnick. Uh, If you remember those names, those are old-school LucasArts adventure game guys. Guys from Maniac Mansion and Monkey Island. This was a Kickstarter game that uh, was originally Kickstarted, I think it was two and a half, three years ago. Uh, Finally coming out now. I had never heard about this game until like a month before release when somebody randomly tweeted about it. And thank God they did because this game sounds like it's right up my alley. For anybody who remembers those old school adventure games, like I said, the LucasArts games that had that perfect blend of puzzles and humor, the old school system where on the bottom of the screen you got all the verbs, use, push, pull, talk to, walk to, all that good stuff plus your inventory, this is a throwback to all that stuff. Totally same same style, nice pixel art graphic style too. From what I've heard, all the reviews are just phenomenal. It's been checking all the old nostalgia boxes. It's got all the humor that all those LucasArts games used to have. Everyone's loving it, so if you remember those games, if you miss those games, make sure you go ahead and pick this up. This one's a pa- apparently kind of a parody slash send-up of like X-Files and Twin Peaks, all kinds of weird stuff going on in this small-town Thimbleweed Park. you got five different characters to switch between, all with their own stories and stuff going on. So yeah, if that sounds good to you, uh, make sure you guys go grab it up. It's only $19.99. Again, it's out on Linux, PC, iOS, Android, Xbox One, and PS4 is coming, I believe they said, three months down the line. So go ahead and check that out. Number
0: three. So this one has me particularly excited. I'm an avid Destiny fan. I've played for years. However, I haven't played in a while because i completed Rise of Iron. I'm not much in the PvP world, but I do love the raids and the PvE content. So, there was a bunch of leaks and teasers to the teasers after said leaks that Destiny 2 was right around the corner. And sure enough, after all this took place, they released a teaser to the teaser trailer which featured Cade-6 So to break everything down, between the teaser to the teaser and the actual teaser trailer, what's going on is the Cabal have arrived, the Cabal have attacked the tower in the city, and it looks like they've pretty much destroyed the entire thing. You've got humans on the run, you've got guardians being trampled outside the city in all sorts of madness and chaos, and what it looks like is Zavala, Ikora Ray, and Cade 6 ...are trying to gather everyone back together, the Guardians and people... ...so that they can find out a way to strike back at the city... ...to claim the city and the tower back for humanity. And, of course, in the trailer, Cade 6 is going about it a whole different way than Zaval is. It's very humorous in the way that it's presented, but the content matter is very serious. So, as I stated, the Cabal have come in. It looks like they've not only destroyed the city... Attack the tower, but from the posters and images, it also looks like they've attacked the traveler. So that's going to be very interesting in how that plays through. Because, as those who play Destiny know, the traveler was already damaged previously by an unknown source and sent out the ghosts, which are the things that the little things that resurrected all the guardians. And speaking of those ghosts, you'll find in the teaser trailer that they're absent. So there's a lot of speculation going on that perhaps the Travelers called back all the ghosts or something's happened to where it can't dispatch them, which would be very, very interesting for the coming sequel. In the teaser trailer, you see Awoken, Exos, and Humans. So all three races that were previously in the game will still be in the next game. You also see the Titans, you see the Warlocks, and you see the Hunters. So all three classes will also be in the game, which is a relief to some because there was worry that maybe they would switch things up and start from scratch and redo everything. They did not. You will see all your favorites in this one. And they've also said that your character will continue on as they promised in the next game. But as was seen in the trailer, the vaults were all destroyed, so you will not have any of your gear carrying over into part two. So for anybody that's going, oh, I can't wait to use my Fatebringer, I can't wait to bring over my Hawkmoon, that will not be happening, unfortunately. However, I'm sure there'll be plenty of new gear, new weapons, and existing ones will probably reappear in some way, shape, or form. In the trailers, they did not show any gameplay, and Bungie commented and said they really just wanted to show you the direction they were going with Destiny 2. Bungie did say, if you tune back in May 18th, you will see some Guardians in action and get to catch what you're going to be looking like while playing Destiny 2. They also stated that this summer there will be a beta for those who pre-order the game, and then later on, once all the pre-order individuals have got a chance to play, they will open it up to everybody so they can get feedback from the entire community. So if you're interested in helping Guardians take back the city, take back the tower, and help the Traveler with the Cabal issue, make sure you stay tuned, and also stay tuned May 18th if you want to see gameplay gameplay. For Destiny 2. And lastly, everybody, Destiny 2 will be launching on September 8th. Number 2.
1: Next up for me, like we told you guys in the topics, we got Zero Escape, the Nonary Games by Spike Chunsoft and Axis Games. This is a remaster/slash re-release of two different games from the Zero Escape series. The first one being 999, 9 Hours, 9 Persons, 9 Doors, which originally released for the Nintendo DS and Vita, and they also had a stripped-down version on iOS as well, I believe. And then the second game that comes in this package is Virtue's Last Reward, which was originally released for Nintendo 3DS and Vita. Now, if you have ever loved puzzle games, if you have ever loved like brain teasers, if these are the games for you, you, if you have ever loved anything like that, you will absolutely love these games. Now the main conceit of these games is you and eight other people are kidnapped, held against your will, and forced to complete the nonary game. I'm using quote fingers here. Now the main conceit of these games is you and eight other people are kidnapped and forced to complete quote fingers, the nonary game. Uh, So you have to work together with these people who you may or may not know, who you can or cannot trust, to complete a series of puzzle rooms on the way to figuring out the big reveal at the end of the game. Now these puzzle rooms are set up kind of like escape rooms. You'll go into a room, get locked in, have to complete the puzzle to get out and then you can meet up with everybody again after that and continue the story. There is a lot of text, there's a lot of speech in these games. It's it's kind of a mashup between puzzle games and a visual novel honestly. So if you are a fan of like uh, the Phoenix Wright, the Ace Attorney games, any of the other Japanese visual novels out there, you're going to love this too. It just kind of breaks up the, you know, constant text with Boom, now here's a puzzle room. You got to look around for items, you got to look around for hints and clues. You got to work with, you know, the people you're stuck in that room with to see if they've got any ideas. It's just a really interesting game, especially on an intellectual level. You really got to rack your brain or I guess just look on, you know, Google for the answers. There've been really few puzzle games that make me think as much as these games do, and I really love them for that. Now I can't get into too many of the details because This has a lot to do with the actual games themselves and the storyline, but both of these games you have to play through multiple times and reach multiple endings to really be able to understand the full scope of the story. But the good thing about that is, once you start a new game or jump back to a place you've already, you know, a point in the story you've already been through, which you can do thanks to a little flowchart that both of these games have. You can open the chart at any time, go back through the storyline and be like, oh, okay, well, you know, here's where we split off to go into room A and room B. I'm going to go back to the decision point and go into room B instead of room A. Now, you're going to need to be doing that because you're going to need to see every single path to get the full story, to understand what's going on, to get the true ending. It rewards a lot of playthroughs. It's got that flowchart system, so it's easy to jump back through. If you do happen to jump back to a scene you've already seen, both of these games have a skip text function. You can just hold down the... On DS and 3DS, it was hold down the B button, and it would fast-forward through all the text or voice acting you've already seen. Obviously, that's still going to be here in the re-release. I could honestly go on about these games for hours and hours. The Zero Escape games, there's only three of them so far, but it still has already become one of my very favorite series of all time. So if this sounds remotely interesting to you, if you can find the old games on the cheap for DS, 3DS, or Vita, uh, go ahead and grab those up. Otherwise, this is a phenomenal package. You're getting both games for only $49.99, and that's, if you find it full price, if you can find it on sale, all the better. I might even pick this up just to relive both of these experiences again. Great gameplay when you're in the puzzle rooms. Great story outside of it. There are so many twists and turns in both of these games that I guarantee you will not see coming at all. At all. I mean, when I was first playing through Virtue's Last Reward, I was staying up till 3 in the morning because I, I literally could not stop playing. I just, you know... I'd be going through, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Well, i got to get through the next room to see what's going on next. Oh, did it, did it. What the heck is this? Oh, my God, what is he? He's actually a... Just phenomenal games. If anything that I've said has sounded interesting to you, I highly recommend you go pick this up. If you love puzzle games, if you love great stories with all kinds of crazy twists and turns, if you like using your brain and having to think... If you like looking up solutions on Google just to get through a game real fast, grab up this re-release package. It released on the 24th of March, and hey, if you add 3 plus 2 plus 4, that equals 9. If you pick up the game, you'll see what I'm talking about there. Uh, It's released for PC for the very first time, I believe, PS4 and PS Vita. So if you own any of those platforms, and this sounds even remotely interesting to you, and you got some spare cash lying around, Absolutely, grab these up. I guarantee you will not be disappointed.
0: Number one.
1: Number one topic of this week, like I said before, what could it be but Persona 5 from Atlas launching on PS3 and PS4 on the 4th of April? which is right at the same time this episode does, so go and grab it up after you listen to us talk about it. Uh, It's the latest in the very long-running blockbuster JRPG franchise featuring turn-based combat. It's got a bit of monster fusion. One of the unique things about the Persona games, if you've never played one before, is at night you do a bunch of dungeon crawling, finding demons, using skills, battling. But during the day, you're basically a high school student, so you go through everyday life, you've you know, pick what clubs to hang out with, what people to hang out with. You get a part-time job and all these things kind of come back in and help you and your team be better. So if you're hanging out with, say, your buddy Steve or, you know, you join the basketball club, which Bart is a part of, it strengthens your social link, which makes you two work better. And it kind of unlocks special abilities for him. So it's really engaging that you You know, you form these bonds with actual characters that you play with and then you take them into the dungeons later and you benefit from those enhanced abilities.
0: Well, it sounds like the fun kind of stressful, too, because I'm reading all about it and it's like, oh, my God, I can get a part-time job which will, you know, help these attributes, get these kind Mm -hmm. of abilities going up. Or you can just be lazy, go around to all your confidants, which is what they call the uh, acquaintances in this game, Mm -hmm. and get those relationships up with, get you different abilities in the game. And I'm like... What do you do? How do you manage your time? And mm-hmm. then the biggest thing in this this particular game and other Persona games is you have a finite amount of time. Oh, yeah. So the choices you make, hey, guess what? That's what you're doing. You're not getting that time back. So mm-hmm. you better be happy with what you're doing or you better be prepared to do another playthrough if you want to see a different uh, outcome.
1: Yep. Now, now, the one thing I will say is I played Persona 4 quite a bit. I'm assuming the system is the same here in Persona 5, but... Basically, you had a finite amount of time to beat a certain dungeon or the, you know, the boss stage that you were going into for that for like two weeks. And so each day you would start you know, counting down the days you had left to screw around. And if you didn't beat the boss by the end day, it would kind of reset that whole week. So what you're saying is, right, it is kind of stressful. You got to manage your time, manage your abilities, but it's not so stressful that you can just get yourself totally screwed over and can't do anything. At least no. that's how it was in four.
0: According to what I've seen, the same thing uh, goes around in part five here.
1: Now, speaking of the dungeons, this is one big change that uh, Persona has from four and I believe even three. Was that in four and three, the dungeons you went into every night were procedurally generated. So you'd kind of go in, and it would be, you know, kind of a generic dungeon to crawl into. I mean, you know, it looked good and had themed monsters and everything, but it was just kind of bland. Now, in Persona 5, for the story missions, you're going into a dungeon they call The Palace, which is actual created, crafted, themed levels. So, it's going to be the same each time you go into it, but it's going to be a little more flavorful, a little, there'll be more puzzles to do.
0: It's going to be more personally designed. uh, As they were saying that every character you encounter, if if they're too corrupted, they'll form a palace around them. And then it'll be themed by what whatever's fueling the corruption of that particular individual. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get a very dynamic dungeon set based off whoever you're, you know, going up against in that particular week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The one that I saw in the the couple video reviews I saw was there was one that was themed around like a museum or like an art exhibit. And so you were jumping from, you know, balcony to the regular floor. Stuff was coming out of paintings. It was all all, all kinds of crazy stuff. But they haven't lost the procedurally generated stuff. That's just going into your confidants that you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. your, your NPCs you can bond with. They'll have certain requests or certain you know things for you to do. That's when it'll put you into that procedurally generated dungeon that you know from all the old Personas.
0: And then on the looks of Persona 5, what's very, very cool for me and you in particular mm-hmm. is that in 2011 they did a spin off game called Catherine. And in this game, they went ahead and experimented a little bit with graphics and how they wanted characterization to go and whatnot in style. Mm -hmm. They took that, and then they injected that into the new Persona. Oh, yeah. Beforehand, Personas generally are a little more cartoony, a little more anime-ish. And this one, they definitely cut back and went more realistic, more Mm -hmm. in tune with what Catherine was. And for me, that's super exciting because Catherine was a phenomenal game and one of my all-time favorites.
1: Oh, yeah, 100% agree with that. Though I will say that the characters definitely do look more realistic, but the art style, like we've talked oh, about before off-air, it's so beautiful. It's like, it's like you were reading your favorite manga or Japanese comic. They just ripped the characters off the page, made them come to life, threw a bunch of color on them. Persona games have always been really stylish, but this just, oh, everything I've seen about this game just sets a new standard for Persona games. It's absolutely gorgeous.
0: Yeah, every picture I've seen has just made me want to get my hands on this game. Cannot wait.
1: Okay, just speaking on the battles a little bit more, like I said, sort of a traditional turn-based JRPG with a little bit of a twist because the focus here in the Persona series has always been attacking enemies' weak spots, like weak elementals or stuff. And if you do that, you'll knock the enemy down and get yourself a chance for a second turn. Now, if you knock all the enemies down, your whole party can pile up on them in like a big old gang-up attack. You can negotiate with the enemies to try and get a Persona to come over to your side, try and get them to give you healing items, give you money, all that kind of crazy stuff. So it's not just sit there and you hold the attack button the whole time, like we have with some other games of the of the very old school. This one definitely has a spin on the battle system.
0: Mm-hmm. And what's really neat about the battle system in this particular Persona is that after you've fought an enemy and learned their weaknesses, if you fight that particular enemy again, it'll automatically say, hey, they're weak against ice, do you want to go ahead and use this ice attack? Well, of course yeah. I do, because that's what kills them quickest. Okay, boom, it'll do that. Once the enemies are dead, also, if you're, any ally in your team has a healing ability and anybody's in need of healing, instead of you just having to do it afterwards in the menus, it'll say, hey... This person has a healing ability and gets you up to 100 HP. Do you want to do that before we close battle? Well, of course you do. Click, click. Mm -hmm. And then you walk out. I mean, I thought that was ingenious. I'm like, God, how many times after every battle I got to go and use potion, use, heal this, heal that, blah, blah, blah. They fixed that. So now it's like, Mm -hmm. hey, it's the end of the battle. This person can heal you. Do you want healed? Yep. Moving on.
1: The way Persona handles battle systems is always, like I said, I I played a lot of Persona 4, but the way they've handled battle systems, it's just, it's smooth, it's fun, it's, I mean, it's exciting when you get to knock the enemies down, you get to, everybody piles on, it's really awesome animations. The way you can, you know, sneak attack on enemies, it's just, if you think of just the the staid, very traditional turn-based RPG, blow all that stuff up, because Persona 5's battles are ridiculously fun. I I just have a constant blast with them. So yeah, if Persona Five sounds interesting to you, you know, if you're unsure about it, go check out some video reviews. It did just get a 9.7 from IGN. So I mean, that's pretty much almost the highest you can ever get. Uh, it's been getting great great scores from everybody I've seen.
0: I know EGM now gave it a 9.0. So there you go. Good reviews all the way around, man.
1: So yeah, if you're interested, go ahead and check it out. Like I said, it drops for PS3 and PS4 on the 4th of April. And unless you got anything else to say. It's time for the wrap-up. Imposters Wrap-Up. So yeah, as it says in the intro, this podcast is brought to you via the Third Shift Network. So if you guys got any questions for us, any comments, any concerns, or you just want to say hi, you can email that to us at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Of course, this podcast... The Imposters Guide to Gaming drops every two weeks. So we'll be back in your ear holes on the 18th of April for our very next episode, which you can find on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podomatic for the time being before we switch to Podbean. We upload to Google Play Music and YouTube as well. So if you like what we're doing, please give us a rating and a review on any one of those services because we really appreciate it.
0: And of course, Matt, what would an episode with Third Shift involved be unless we said... <gasps> Don't, Don't forget, forget to save...